0: Gas heading. <laughs> no, for real. I'm serious. This is gas. Just heading. You don't know who I am? <laughs> Get the fuck out! Get to catch. Get attached. Drag is the new- What's going on, everybody? Pat Bear here, and we are back, back, back again for the last time on this season of Root Caps. Oh, lordy! After twelve episodes and eleven weeks and eleven root caps—well, I guess ten. This is our eleventh root cap. We have reached the end of the line. We have reached the finale episode, and my tenure as uh flame on's very own pit stop post joining me for this final episode of the all-star seven recap series i have asked none other than one of my besties uh a long-time friend long-time bears in the city uh inspirer slash supporter slash uh confidant and uh at one point, even uh, kind of employee, for <laughs> when I was out of town, and uh, you uh, you were there for the uh, the pulse, uh, uh, like fundraiser uh, telethon, <laughs> in essence. I think you were there for like a good six hours of different uh, uh, performances and artists, if you will. Um, but I am so excited, first time on the podcast, but not the first time that we have shot the shit about drag and drag race. This is my friend, Matthew, everybody. Hi, Matthew.
1: Hello, Pat. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk to you. Yes.
0: Tonight. So yes. much today. Paparazzi Bear and Pat the Bear on a podcast together. Who knew?
1: All those years ago. I,
0: Right? And Did I'm sitting think- here with my legendary legend star and my repeater badge.
1: So jealous. Ready, I'm not sure which one.
0: ready to chat and dish about the finale episode. So before we dive into like the whole thing, usually I'm going to I'm going to kind of preface this because Every episode that I've been doing, every recap that we've been doing, I bring a new guest host on. Um, I kind of have been starting out with, what did you think of the season so far, blah, 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 all this. And kind of get your thoughts, or get the, 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 my co-hosts for the episode's thoughts about how the season has gone thus far. However, I'm going to throw this into a complete tizzy, and we're not going to do that. Because since we've reached the finale, I think it would be best served for us to really talk about the final episode. And then we can kind of reminisce and recap and talk about the season as a whole and give our our thoughts, our opinions. I mean, I've been giving my opinion for the last 10 episodes <laughs> of Root Caps. But it'll be nice to hear your opinion on this season uh, overall. And honestly, I feel like, um, you know, if we do that, the the finale is just kind of an afterthought. It's just kind of the end of it all. So we are going to dive right into this episode where the Queens reenter the workroom. The gaggiest of gags has happened after... The drag race gives back variety extravaganza, and I'm pretty sure I got that right without even looking at it. I don't even have I don't even have my normal cheat sheet page up. That's a well done, it's a lot yeah. of words. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of words that they try to get me to remember every single week. Uh, Eric was with me on the last episode, and I was uh, lamenting the fact that the last the first. So that was 10, nine, The first, like, eight episodes were all, like, very short, succinct titles. So when Again. I. Yeah. And then, so when I was making the titles for the, the root caps, it, it worked really well. It was like, okay, here's the episode title, and we just move on. <laughs> and then we got to the Kennedy Davenport Center Port- Honors, <laughs> like, Hall of Shade, Rose, oh, like, yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. I don't have enough. <laughs> I don't even think I have enough characters on it, like in one tweet to put oh, this right, no, it's title. Up the whole entire thing.
1: Just naming the episode.
0: Yeah. So uh, <laughs> once we got to this one, I was like, OK, like I I thought about it. I was like, you know what? This is just the queen of all queens. This is this. That's what we're doing. This is what we're at. But. We come back in from the gaggiest twist of the season, which I don't think was that yeah. big of a gag. And whether or not you uh, like it or not, they decided that the final challenge would be worth three Legendary 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 stars.
1: Three of those, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll never forget uh, my friend Jamie. After I had him on the show, he was like, "Oh, there's one thing that I, I forgot to say on the, the podcast because it's become a running joke for me, like really just for me, uh, about whenever I say legendary legend stars, it always becomes this like legendary legend 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 legend." And then uh, Jamie made a comment about the fact that when Rue says it, she sounds a bit like uh, Droopy Dog.
1: I would think <laughs> a little, yeah it's a little bit drunk in each by the end of each episode
0: <laughs> so yeah now when i say it i can't uh i can't not hear it that way and then continue to be weird about saying it in my own in my own way but uh what were your thoughts we'll, we'll get this little kind of reaction what were your thoughts about not only there being three stars to the top two, uh, but Monet and Shay getting those two top, you know, two top spots, and then what I thought, and and I read spoilers, so I knew this was coming, but the gag of all gags, where Monet Rue said, "I don't want no blood on my hands." Monet, you get to pick the yeah. fourth person out of these yeah. two people. What were your thoughts on all of that happening?
1: Summarily, I remind myself always, this is RuPaul's show, and she's gonna do what she wants to do. (laughs) So whether one loves or does not like the fact that the last challenges were three stars, which happened to be the magic number that Shay needed to get into the finale. I do love that twist for Monet, that it was like, you have to do this out loud in front of everyone and right now. It was not a surprise that she picked Trinity because Twinners, Alliance, et cetera. Um, But I think that Rude and the production team wanted Shay in the finale. They figured out a way to get her done. Uh, And um, so I'm okay with it all because it's Rude's show and it's entertaining and it's fun.
0: And I mean, and this is the thing one of the things that was said multiple times in the workroom was that it wasn't like shay did bad this season no I'm overall not. i don't think that there were any i mean yes there were some weaker showings in some of the challenges but these are eight exceptionally talented queens who really put on an amazing uh, like plethora of performances over all of these different types of challenges.
1: No, for real. And I think that's why fans have been asking for this kind of a season for so long, because you know, when you get winners of a season together, that it's going to be spectacular. And I really, well, if you complain about this season, there's just something wrong with you.
0: I mean, so there's, there are a couple of things that I, I absolutely like kind of agree with in terms of, uh like kind of what the the fan feedback has been but at the same time but and i mean i also absolutely agree with you one the winners are usually fan favorites by the end whether or not they were your choice like your pick to win you can't help but admit that they did a great job on their season so we also know these queens now we spent 12 14 episodes with them depending on their season and we got to know them. Some of them right. on two seasons because they didn't they couldn't do it right the first time, so they came back to All Stars. <laughs> but oh and, and and Viv I think it was only like eight episodes, but whatever. <laughs> you know?
1: Okay.
0: okay but sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was a much shorter uh series run over there for the, for the actually I think all of them. I think they've started to expand out, but not, neither here nor there on that one. But there are a couple of things about this season that are are interesting to me. Um, I, I've seen a lot, or not a lot, I've been seeing on Twitter, people talk about this is the format that needs to be, like, for everything going forward. No, I don't want that. I
1: don't think so. Yeah, I agree. I don't think so. Why do you think no? I'm curious.
0: So, for regular seasons... So, okay. I will say, from the part that I agree with is these Queens spend a shit ton of money and then you don't know how long you're going to be on the show, but that's also the nature of the beast for reality competition shows or any kind of show. And at some Queens are cast before their time, before they're ready, before they, they should be on the show. And I think it would do a disservice and potentially hurt them if they're on the show longer than they should be. I mean, there's points where, like, George's in this last season, um a super talented queen, like you know, very good performer, but maybe not hundred percent ready to handle that in- that environment. And you could tell by like by the episode she went home. She was resigned to go home. She wasn't right. ready for for this. And the problem with it is. Queens know that if they really want to make a living out of doing this, they get on the show because as soon as you get on the show, your booking fee goes up, you're doing tours, you're, you're part of this this machine. If you have queens like an Orion story or uh, – I don't even want to call queens out by name, but you know, you have these early out queens, get the exposure, make some extra money, come on back. I'm also of the mindset that I really hate the fact that it's come down to you need to have a thirty thousand, fifty thousand dollar package have to go know, into drive race.
1: Yeah, I've seen some of the behind the scenes tales of, you know, here's how many outfits you need, and and someone like uh, Got Mick, who had custom couture for every week, is spending almost the entire prize money, certainly the amount of prize money she gets to keep after taxes. Uh, oh yeah, just on on gowns for one season. I don't want all the future seasons to be like this because you mentioned earlier, by the time the winner is the winner of a season, we've gotten to know them because it's narrowed the field down to a top six Uh and then a top four and then a top three. And then we're sort of invested in the lives of those. If we had 15 at the end of week 15, I'm still going to be wondering what they're all called. What's your name? Who are you? I don't want that.
0: I I mean, this last season, where there was an entire month where one queen went home. You know, like in four episodes, one queen went home.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. I was like, okay, I'm done with you all. (laughs) Like, I'm. Let's keep this moving. The storylines don't work. That's the same way we started with eight. We had eight at the end. It was a little different. Plus, we know these queens, and even though, yeah, even though, let's say I i like dv and i loved i really like dv as a person because i worked with her a couple of times um i love jinx jinx has become a friend uh monet is phenomenal and you know i I consider her um essentially a friend as well I, i mean aside from trinity and the viv really because i didn't i didn't care for viv as much and i'll say it also i didn't really care for raja on her season I've gotten to like Raja better in just like the, the ether of the world and running into her in P town and and all of these things like in, in just the world from the show wasn't as big of a fan, but getting to see them on the show, it gave me such a different vibe and a different feel Jada, who wasn't my, my top pick for season 12. I, I, I came to adore Jada by even by like episode nine. I was like, okay, like she's not going to win, but (laughs) I I'm so like, I'm so much more of a fan of Jada by the end of all this. And I, you know, I, 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 I appreciate wanting to see what these Queens can do. And I, you know, some people will call to, well, look at this outfit. And, you know, because a lot of the queens now will post their runways from, you know, afterwards. That's also a year later after they've right. um, after the the season was filmed and
1: filmed, they can, go, oh, and the they, can
0: t- they can tweak the photos, they can tweak the outfits, they can do all of this stuff. They're not taking it from being made and bringing it and walking the runway with it. Right. Not to say the outfit may have not looked the same, but when you're doing like professional photos with these outfits, um, Alyssa Hunter for the Mirror Mirror Challenge, the the photo of like the the um uh, the magic mirror from uh, Snow, Snow White. White, like that look. I don't know if you've seen it online. If you yep. haven't, yep. and listeners, if you haven't, go seek out this photo because that outfit is gorgeous but would it have looked the same way online would it have like or not online on the runway would it have looked the same right then and there
1: that's a good point because you know you're a photographer i'm a photographer doing studio work where someone's standing still with the right lighting is extremely different than can this survive a walk down the runway and back how many times have you heard michelle call someone out because the back of the outfit looks unfinished Seams aren't seamed, hems aren't hems all that kind of stuff
0: if you are you don't get a lot of time to prepare if you go and you're kind of bringing things hurriedly rushed to you know to get it done and get it to you know a suitcase to be brought to filming you have time <laughs> you have a year And at that point, you know, probably a couple of weeks after of getting bookings and a couple of months since you've been announced that your booking fee is now higher, that you can go in and make these tweaks and make it look even better. So I'm not a fan of thinking about like even all star seasons, because this is the other point before we (laughs) before we finish this and actually get into talking about the episode as i said we were going to start with it it's it's become this whole other conversation but i think it's an a an important conversation where i think a lot of people have a lot of opinions on and uh dear listeners please feel free to at me tag flame on podcast or flame on show on twitter like get the conversation going i want to hear from you all as well um but i will say this all-star seasons and, and even if we were to say okay leave the regular seasons alone all-star seasons. Let's do all-star seasons with this format. How many times do you think you can get an entire season of all queens who are real viable contenders for the title? Well,
1: she's done it seven times so far. Look at
0: the first six all-star seasons and tell me that there have not been I didn't want to call them filler queens, but queens who deserve to come back to show their glow up. But you just knew they were not going to be that winner.
1: I hear it you. happens. I hear you.
0: It's it's in every cast. Did anybody think Serena Chacha in All Star Six
1: was a was viable for contender
0: her. for the crown?
1: That's <laughs> rooting for her. <laughs>
0: he's still waiting for your wigs that you purchased from her that she hasn't sent you yet anyway but you know what i mean like when you have 12 or 14 all-stars coming back one i'm sure that part of the they the queens on the season got negative critiques they got you know actual critiques on the, but they didn't show them they edited around anything that would have made somebody look like they did not do well in the challenges. They were given this edit and I don't know. I mean, a a bunch of the Queens have kind of come out saying this and that or the other about like editing choices. But also do you think any of them would have done the season if they knew that somebody was going to be edited to look like the villain or the delusional one or the weakest out of the group? Like, None of the queens deserve that. You can fuck up a challenge, but I think it was edited in a way that showcased the best of all of these queens. And yeah. while it did get boring sometimes to not have any critiques, like real impactful negative critiques, I I'm, I'm I was happy that these queens got to did not have their initial runs tarnished or diminished.
1: I will say, I agree with you about, I I liked his editing choice. I'm going to take it serious for a minute. We got COVID year three. We got monkeypox going crazy. We got wars around the globe. I didn't need a lot of negative bitchiness on the season. The fact that it was consistently very positive, very happy. These eight queens supported each other to the end. No hard feelings about these choices. Um, I thought it was really nice. I don't want it to be the new trend for all future seasons. Um, but at this time, in this place, I really liked knowing I could watch this show week after week, and the critiques were going to be glowing up, positive, lifting these cleans up in a time when I needed to hear something positive. So it was really nice, personally. Uh, this is a good choice, but I'm ready for some shade.
0: <laughs> shade and just reality like i you know these these queens even the even all-stars queens they obviously did not win they were not you know at the top of their game when they competed the first time right. i'm okay with g- giving some some feedback to push them to the top of their game you know they're coming back as Having been out in the world, having the the chance to now have more access to designers and the to money and to things, I mean, yes, we are in year three of covid, you know, but we've gotten back to a point where tours are happening they're they're getting out there and doing shows they're you know it's not the same as the second half of u k season two right. or right. even um i mean honestly, even like all star six because five films before the COVID shutdowns, but started like premiered um, during the height of like the <laughs> COVID's first act. Um, but a lot of the queens going into like six didn't have as much, you know, of a time to be able to perform and save up money to do this. So mm-hmm. for the fact that they were able to, to make it work was amazing. And it was a great season. All-Star 6 is probably one of the top, Probably in the top three. Like, AS2, AS6, and now AS7, I think, are like the top three All-Star seasons. I'm sorry. All-Stars 1 really is the epitome of All-Stars.
1: That's the one that was invented for Chad Michaels to win? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With the teams and everything. She's a local, so I gotta say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Chad. We love Chad. I do. Uh, But, yeah. So diving back into now that we've had that whole conversation as it comes off <laughs> of the uh the the stars and the monet uh choice for and yeah you needed you needed to have a payoff to this damn twinners alliance because right. if they if this thing went through the entire fucking season and there was no payoff to it what would the point have
1: right. been right
0: and honestly, if anybody out there thought that Jada was going to get the the nod over Trinity when Monet was the person to make the choice,
1: no. I mean, we knew that wasn't. No, I do wonder. I do wonder though if Shay is a little bit mad because if she had not won those three stars, she would have been in that second group and could have walked away with fifty grand. I mean, this is true. I wonder this is how she feels if she's thought of that. Because I technically, mean... fifth place got more money than second place.
0: Have we <laughs> talked about
1: that? Have we talked about that? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So we'll bef- bef- <laughs> before we get to the actual final runway and the lip sync smackdown for the crowns or crafters,
1: crefters right
0: Kreptors? is that what they were Kreptors. yeah and was it wasn't brian actually so friday night i guess uh brian watched it later in the day we have a, a flame on group chat and um he goes oh creptor equals crown plus scepter yeah. and he's like oh he's like I'm, I'm mad that it took me this long to figure it out and i was like um, I just figured it out because you just said it. Because I had no idea what they <laughs> why it was. I, all I just bad. don't think
1: that's a word that needs to exist. I think we can just call it a scepter. I'm okay with that. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. I was like, literally, I just kept thinking crafter and I was like, why are you just why are you being so mean to your own like award that you're giving <laughs> to somebody?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm mad about it.
0: Yeah. So before they get to the final uh, presentation and the SmackDown, they Rue tells them they have one more mini challenge. Oh, and I'm like, exactly. wow, y'all really just Yeah, y'all really just needed something to fill up time, huh? Cause there has never been a mini challenge on the last day of like on the finale episode. And they were given 15 minutes to get into quick drag and do a soul train line.
1: <laughs> With no Why? prize, by the way, no prize for the mini challenge. Just Nothing. do the thing.
0: Just... And I mean, you could tell that some of them did not give a flying fuck. <laughs> Monet was like, I'm not even going to put makeup on. No,
1: I just going to put a wig. <laughs> a little cute fit. And some outfit. It's done. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I I don't know what was going on with that, but it, it was a thing and it happened.
1: It was something they hadn't yet done? Usually in the finale there's only three girls left, right? So you can't do a whole soul training. Well I mean it depends flying. on what
0: season. We had five oh, in this sorry. last season, so we have
1: done. Yeah, that's true. We have done.
0: We've had we've had three, we've had four, we've had five. <laughs> Although I I was surprised that last season didn't have eight at the end as well. (laughs) I mean, mean, we had, what, seven going into the the penultimate episode. And then they were like, well, we're going to eliminate two now because we had so many weeks where we did not eliminate anybody. (laughs) After the Soul Train (laughs) montage is completed... (laughs)
1: Yeah, for no they,
0: reason. Yeah, we go to the runway, and we are treated to the final runway of the season. I don't even—I don't remember if Rue even mentioned if there was a a theme.
1: I mean, I feel like or, it's extravaganza, eleganza, isn't it always like your best outfit? I mean, yeah, traditionally right question mark
0: but, yeah. oh yeah it's grand Ruben. finale eleganza is what the is what the, the fandom wiki page says
1: I don't know if I believe that
0: I don't either I feel like I mean I feel like and it does, was a it, does everybody
1: know does everybody know that usually there's a bag limit right for these girls you're only allowed so many suitcases and for this Five episode suitcases. for this season they could bring. They just move their entire apartment into a storage unit, and that was. They could have everything, right? So, of all yes. the drag and everything they own, this last episode, Meh. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, they went through about forty-seven outfits a piece. They
1: did, right? Each episode over was like these twelve pages. episodes. Yes.
0: Yes. True. I mean, literally, they were just like here's everything because you're right there. They did away with the five bag, uh, maximum. Uh, they did away with the, the, the weight limit. Uh, I think Willem has said on, on race chaser that, um, they were able to like ship things directly to the studio, okay. which I mean for Viv, that also helps because I mean, she's coming from, well, you know, yeah, the a UK, bit away,
1: isn't it? Sure.
0: Yeah. But, Yeah, after, I mean, honestly, it's a little bit of diminishing returns after the all-glowed-up runway, which is still by far my favorite runway.
1: Oh, you like that, yeah?
0: Oh, it was everything. Like, that was just, I think, except for maybe one outfit, I loved everything that came out of that that light-up runway. But we do, so we do have a grand finale, Eleganza runway. So they say. What were what were your high points for this runway?
1: I mean, I think I liked Jinx's explanation of her outfit. Um and the contrast between winning her first season and coming out this time not as an insecure little narcoleptic girl, but the fucking warrior bitch witch that she is. I mean I liked the look. I liked the story. Um, So for me, that's one of the standout outfits, but also Jada, Jada's did opening the show coming out in that sparkly sparkly, talking about this is for all the black girls who never got their chance. Um, I thought that was on par with Eleganza. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I got to say Raja, just being Raja, man, that bug or alien or whatever she was, uh, that stands out in my memory as awesome stuff
0: yeah what do you no, like that, I, I, uh, like you took the three that that really come to mind <laughs> for me um i do i it's so funny because bob <laughs> i i've watched the pit stop every episode this season because i've loved the the show so much um i i eventually caught up on untalked untalked really didn't have a lot except for the who fucked monet uh really? jada the Nancy Drew of finding out who Monet <laughs> fucked, like that was amazing. But watching the pit stop has been a blast. Like I was never like a religious pit stop watcher until last season when Monet was um, when Monet was hosting, and she did such a great job. It was so much fun, and I really enjoyed like watching the episodes. So when I found out that Bob was doing it, uh, you know, this season, coming back this season to do it, I was like, okay, let's let's watch. And I've watched every week, I watched the the, the pit stop and <laughs> she was wearing the wig, the first first impressions wig and had Thorji, yeah, and had Thorji as the guest. It was like it was for for fans of Bob, it was like this whole thing this whole big thing and then last season with monet as host bob as the finale guest like there are all these little easter eggs to like their their fandoms and their 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 followers that i love it just it makes me so happy but for her to be like everybody's runway was great except jinx i was like oh bob like, Aww. I mean, that's her sister. Literally, that's her drag sister. But, like, I love Jinx's look. I thought it was adorable. Maybe not Eleganza, but for what Jinx has become since season five, it was, like like you said, the story, it worked. And it it wrapped a bow on Jinx's story. All the way through right. from Season 5 to All-Star 7. And Jada looked stunning. Fucking stunning. Um, Raja, the the alienness of it all, just... It was something so different. Not Eleganza in the traditional sense. Definitely
1: but from not. A like,
0: uh, high-fashion alien is totally Raja. And that is so on-brand and on-point for her. I will also give a shout out to Monet doing her uh, essentially what would the Dora Milaje uh, wear to the Oscars and for her to do for her to do the Dora Milaje for the music video in All Stars 4 and then have this callback, this very Wakanda reference callback at the end of All Stars 7. I thought was brilliant
1: you're paying attention.
0: and you. All right. oh my honestly like <laughs> monet's a giant nerd like she is a big old nerd and the fact that she does like does these things and calls these things out and also has such a shay and monet have very much um brought black excellence and black culture to the runway in two completely different ways and i appreciate them both for it it may not be uh my culture that i i'm raised with that i'm a part of but it makes me so happy to see it being elevated and showcased in this way um and then you know to come out in a ball cap have the piercings have like it just it all looked so great and i i love her for it uh were there any maybe less standouts on the runway for you
1: Oh, I guess because they don't stand out, I don't literally remember them. I don't remember what Evie wore. I don't remember it striking me. Oh,
0: how did I forget that one? She wore the she wore the cake. I love that. Oh, one. Oh, she
1: did. Oh, she did. I mean, the word costumey comes to mind, but
0: I mean, it was uh, on <laughs> casters, so yes, like I totally get that.
1: Uh, yeah, no, nothing else. Offended me. I think it just wasn't terribly memorable. I always think Trinity is like a Vegas showgirl, so every time she comes out in a beaded jeweled something, I'm always happy with that. um She was doing these gorgeous trained gowns, and so this was just a, a, a what is it, a leotard in a bathrobe kind of a look.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but it, but I agree it's pretty. With that there's pretty yeah um vivian's dress i don't think fit her figure very well i think it made her look really weird on the bottom the big black feathery thing right
0: yeah and this is uh, this is something that i maybe she didn't realize as much um, and i only really know this because i watch like the pit stop and I, I listen to race chaser where they talk about these things black does not film well Mm. Black is very difficult to film, and even Jada mentioned it in the first design challenge, where they have the different colors of the different locations, um, and you don't get texture. You kind of just get right. blank.
1: Yeah, and that's the light just all disappears.
0: Yeah, it's just absorbed, and it's you essentially just get your a void. Shape. Right. And seeing her uh, post the pictures that she took in the dress on her social media, you could see all of the feathers. You could see the detail because photography is different than sure. film.
1: Right.
0: And it looked very, it looked very pretty, but it was, it was basic. And this is the thing. She's yep. another one who had amazing runways. Maybe some that I didn't always understand, like the pleather principle with all the spikes and everything. Like I didn't understand it, but I know that it was a huge, like wow moment for everybody else. Made a moment. But to, sure. iconic yeah to go from that to like this right and then what also made me sad is in the the talking head piece she she mentioned she did uh the colorful makeup to have the juxtaposition when she photographed the the dress for her you know her pictures in her social media she did it with like just black eye makeup and i'm like mm. you took away a little bit of that that fun because her makeup was fucking stunning that's something all like all of these queens. All the way through. Yeah. But Viv Viv was gorgeous makeup every single runway. Evie's makeup was so much uh so much more yeah. elevated than season eleven. Um Raja's makeup on this last runway. Raja always looks great, but the makeup with this alien look was just incredible. Um I I think the I, I think those are really like trinity's to your point trinity and viv like they they were just kind of basic for what they have put together for the rest of the season to end on that note felt a little a little bit of a letdown on the runway still gorgeous yeah. if that was the only thing i saw them walk out in i'd be like they look fucking great i still don't like trinity but she looks great
1: <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> I'm never gonna let that go. <laughs> I'm a gay with a vendetta. That's what happens.
1: <laughs> After...
0: Yeah, no, they, just, they, just
1: showed us, they showed us too much earlier on for these to be impressive. It's kind of what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, for for this to be grand finale eleganza, it, it yeah yeah it, it just it, it in some in a lot of ways it it felt like not the 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 coup de gras. Of everything, it just it felt like another runway. Where okay, well, we're gonna get to eleganza next week.
1: (laughs) Do you remember to just? I want to contrast Evie's look again—the cake costume. Do you remember her look from her winning season? That three-panelled mirrored headpiece with the golden dress. Yes, that's amazing. This was not that. I think they should have done better than they did then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Save, I, I can see save that. Save one
1: dress to the end. Save one dress to the end, at least.
0: Yeah. And what uh, was it uh, I think Bob was saying it would be it would have been it would have been great if she had opened up the dress and there were actual like cupcakes. And <laughs> then I think Thorji was like, it would have been great if she opened it up and there was Willow Pill.
1: <laughs> sisters
0: <laughs> Mother daughter, sisters, whatever they are. However it works. I think actually at that point yeah, I don't think Willow had even gone to film her season at that point, because I think they filmed oh. this before season 14. Fair point. Which meant that um, Evie's... She, Evie said that Willow helped her with the concept and maybe even some of the making of her glow-up, uh, all glowed-up runway, the mushroom. Yeah, And then Willow sense. did the mushroom look for her season. So it ended up tying into that. So, yeah, it's amazing how the filming versus release schedule goes when it comes down to that. True. Uh, After the runway, there is a lovely moment on the stage where I don't have all of the titles that they gave. They bestowed upon the queens. Oh, But they essentially run through all of the queens and um, give them a new title. (laughs) And just
1: talk about how great
0: they did this season. Yes, I thought it was sweet. I thought
1: it was sweet. Some of them it felt was like really they had cute. More, more work and thought put into them than others, but they were <laughs> they were sweet.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, no, absolutely. And I I, I think it was a, a really fitting moment. Um, Monet's little breakdown and like moment with Rue was also really nice to see. Uh, you know, because. When it comes down to it, Rue is not infallible and has had her issues, has her problems. And and we all do. But to have given these queens a platform, to be able to then take that platform and do all of the things that they've done. And for some of them, what they will continue to do because they're newer winners, um, especially kind of, you know, like Jada being crowned on zoom like she's now just getting out into the world and doing her thing but for them to have had the opportunity because of the show because of RuPaul because of this whole experience I thought that was great to pay a little homage and 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 get so much love and give some of that love back it was a really touching exchange and a really touching moment And it's interesting to to see Rue be a little bit more human and a little more vulnerable with the, with the girls in these types of uh, scenarios.
1: I think this season, she could see for real, real the impact she's had RuPaul. And I think that hit her because in a traditional season, she sees the winner, she kisses them off. They go on a tour that somebody else has organized and promoted and, Yada, yada, yada. I don't know that she follows up on everything. She couldn't remember Jinx's name at uh, DragCon, but you know. <laughs> um, yeah, So, but here's, here's a chance for her to look at these girls that she helped rocket them to fame. She's brought them back and they're showing up and they're doing it and it's improved and it's amazing and it's glorious. And so I think that was where RuPaul caught some feelings because she really did see for sure that this television show has had an impact on the world and that these yeah. girls have these platforms and this is going into every living room, you know, in America now. And I think that's a powerful moment that the two of it, the nine of them shared, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. And it, it it was it was lovely to see. And no matter, no matter what anybody thinks of the season, the outcome, any of that, it was, it was a moment that those 12 people, the judges panel and, and the Queens got to share, be a part of experience that nothing and nobody, nothing that's said online, nothing that any of the fans say can take away from them because they are all amazingly talented queens. And and this is the thing. Like, I flat out say I'm not a fan of Trinity's. Mm-hmm. But you know what? She has, she did a great job this season. You know, she's done stuff. I don't follow her. So I don't know. She's probably done stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But she's done stuff just things she goes out gets plastic surgery i don't know <laughs> um but but these are all queens that are are incredibly talented came back to do this show showcase their best selves even the points where they maybe weren't their best it's still the season was was something that that overall is just i'm I'm so glad that we got to see i don't want to see an all winter season again for a while um but we'll get to that in a minute like the <laughs> that could be our, our thoughts. Our final thoughts section.
1: Closing thoughts. All right.
0: Exactly. So now after after the after the tears have been wiped away and a clown themed yeah. performance
1: from No RuPaul, no, talk about that. Talk about that. Uh, I, how'd you feel?
0: I don't know what to say about it.
1: I feel like the editor was absent that day because it just went from queen going backstage to Michelle suddenly out of nowhere remembering she had this dream what and then it all became a thing and they were smiling she had this
0: yeah. dream RuPaul where you were where you were dressed just like you are right now right now <laughs> not even like they put a different outfit on her which I mean, first off, I thought she looked great. I I thought that was I thought it was a stunning look on RuPaul. Um okay, yeah. with the canary yellow hair and, and the, the full fluffy feathery dress. I thought it was phenomenal. But then I No. I don't understand it. <laughs> so it was I, almost as it was almost as fever dream as <laughs> the um the Christmas sing-along from the Hollisley special. <laughs>
1: okay all right
0: i was just waiting for jasmine masters to pop up and be like (laughs) did we all just have the same dream
1: um it was that level of script writing for that introduction yeah it was definitely that i'm no i
0: literally just put put the monkeys at the computer and just let them hit the, the keys and and read whatever was written
1: By all means, RuPaul is allowed to promote her stuff. It's her world, and we're just lucky enough to live in it. But someone got to be able to write an introduction better than that. That's all I think.
0: And then to have it like carry over, and then one of the backup dancers was like creeping up on Michelle and then screaming. I don't, yeah. And then nothing
1: was said of it again. (laughs) That was it. It was was over. And, And no one remembered that it had ever happened. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I almost forgot about it until I was like oh, literally going oh no. through the, the the rundown in my head. I was like, "Oh wait, there was a there was a performance."
1: When you asked me to do this, that was spotlight. the only thing I wanted to remember. I want to talk about <laughs> what the heck was that moment? That four minutes right there in the middle? What was that?
0: And all it made me think about was Katy Perry's song "Smile." <laughs> Which I, I'm i not really a Katy Perry fan. Like, I like older Katy Perry stuff, but it felt like a direct ripoff of that because it was like a, like, I think it came out during, like, I think it came out in 2020.
1: COVID.
0: And it was like a Facebook music video that came out, and then there's, like, clowns in it, and it's this whole thing about, like, kind of that same message of, like, turning your world around by smiling. And I'm like, Rue, listen... I got COVID. I, could... I got monkeypox, I got world wars. <laughs> My world ain't getting to be changed because I decided to smile today.
1: <laughs> all I could think about was Cher's Believe because the vocoder on this new single, Child.
0: Yes. Child. When she started, I was like... And now we all know that. We all know that Rue needs some assistance. I mean, like, it's not but i miss the days of what i feel were like real songs i feel like everything she's doing now are are just these like one verse and a chorus songs where it's just really to a dance beat so she can pump out a new cd yeah. every year so that way she, every season she can like there's another album to promote
1: there's a weird i miss there's a weird circle to me because it sounds like she is now copying the tadrick who shall not be named um where he just pulls a few phrases out of drag vocabulary and makes a song out of it right and it feels like now she's doing that like she's pulling a few words and putting some music behind it and now this is a new dance single
0: uh, yeah it it's so weird i'm i miss the days of sissy that walk and cover girl and like like those songs or even a little like no alchemy category is is probably one of those that like epitomizes very little substance and a dance beat um and i'm not saying that it's not that that, that there aren't catchy songs but when you're doing it to mass produce like singles this frequently the quality definitely is not there i mean yeah probably probably about there (laughs)
1: All right. So then, but
0: enough of the clowns. Enough clowns of the clowns. Bye bye. The clowns. The clowns try to uh, abduct Michelle Visage, and everybody screams except for RuPaul, who's like, "I don't know what any of y'all are doing right now." Uh, so we are going to discuss these in their entirety. Their entire bracket. We're going to start oh, with goodness. the Queen oh, of. God. She done already done had herses.
1: I'm glad you put so both duns is... in there, because Shay could not well, remember I'm... to put both duns in there.
0: She done already yeah. done had hers. She'd already done had hers. <laughs> so this is the bottom four. These are the four queens that did not make the top four for number of stars and Jada, uh, who got taken <laughs> out of her out of the spot in uh, fourth place for a cash prize of fifty thousand dollars and the title of she'd already done had herses. Right. So we have Viv, Evie, Jada, and Raja. And uh is it Calix was the pit crew member who got to spin the wheel.
1: Good memory.
0: Yeah, it took me a second. I had to think about it. Uh, but he has a very he's a very unique name, so I I it was it was right there. Uh and the wheel lands on Viv. And then The Wheel lands on Evie. Now, pure conjecture, do you think The Wheel landed on those of its own volition?
1: I always think or it's fixed. Or
0: do you think there was a little stop there?
1: I always think it's fixed. I mean, I said this at the start, and I don't mean it as a negative critique, but it's, it's not a reality television show. It's a produced show. And the producers and RuPaul, they know who they want. And if there's at all a way to make things happen in a certain way, I'm sure that they tweak a thing here and someone's standing behind the wheel with a little rubber stopper there, and yeah, you know, these things happen. I think, but I'm not mad about so,
0: it. it. Absolutely, and I think so. I think the first time they did this, and I, I was watching something recently on YouTube, one of those like drag channels, uh, where it's like you know, drag T exposed. And I don't, I don't remember which channel it was, but there was something where it talked about Trinity and Peppermint making a pact that if the wheel landed on either of them, they would choose the other person because they knew that production wanted uh, <laughs> Shay and Sasha to be the top two. So by forcing a Ashay versus wow. Sasha lip sync in the first round, they had to, it, it, they forced production into cutting one of the two. And if that's true, it makes sense because I could see them having that first wheel just be, hey, let's see who it lands on.
1: Sure, sure. There's no reason and, to fix the first one,
0: right? exactly because then if that was the case and they did choose to go against each other so that way it was Shay versus Sasha in round one after that you know they're going to try to they're going to do what they want to make sure that the top two are the top two that they get
1: right I feel that's pure that your conjecture that right?
0: pure conjecture but like you said and this is something that Ginger Minch said many years ago on on our show um, they're told not to call it reality television because yeah. there are story producers because there are things that are are molded and, and shaped there isn't a script, so it is so that it's it 's unscripted television uh, and that 's how it has to be referred to because when you have story producers it 's not reality you know right. they're they're guiding these characters these these queens these contestants to the stories that they want to make on a television show.
1: And to be real, if you've ever watched an episode of Untucked, you know someone has been handed an outline of a script. In the middle of this conversation, I would like to now ask this random question from no cues or context. But look, let's do this oh, thing yeah. now.
0: Oh, Willem has mentioned on uh, on on uh, Ray Chaser about the fact that like uh, story producers will go, hey, who wants to talk about this as they're yeah. entering the workroom? So you know, but I mean, even honestly, yeah. The untucked for this season, there'd be like conversation, conversation. It's like, let's play a game. Oh, yeah. Jada, look, it's a pink <laughs> box next to you. Like it was the surprise, worst surprise. acting I've You're ever welcome. seen in my life. But really but it's welcome. great. It's it's what we live for. Even
1: so lower than then,
0: win. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what? I still have I still haven't gone back and watched that episode, but. <laughs>
1: I had no what idea she would the so into farts. I had no idea.
0: Apparently, she's a 12-year-old boy Yeah, uh, in a 60-year-old man's body. Yeah. <laughs> so Viv is uh, the Wheel's first victim. Evie is the Wheel's second victim. Ev- right. uh, Viv gets the choice, though, on whether or not she wants the Platinum. <laughs> Or the Brass, which I yes. wasn't sure which one RuPaul was talking about because the Brass box looks a lot like the Platinum plunger,
1: Which was never platinum. It was never. It was gold the whole time. Yeah, 100%. We have to have alliteration, oh though. We have to have alliteration. Yes, yeah, so yeah. she chose Brass because she's brassy and then immediately regretted it. <laughs> immediately
0: because yeah. it is push it, push by it Salt was and not Peppa. in
1: her wheelhouse no
0: no no um i i don't think there's much to say about this lip sync other than uh it was a, pretty much a runaway uh smash for for evie
1: i just i i do question this like if you know they had to know that there was one of three songs right Yes, because they had to prepare, right? So they knew what the the third, and then it's going to be one of these two. Evie's choice of a Mondrian trench coat was an interesting one. I didn't understand that outfit. And again, we're a getting a lot to of the, the outfit of the choices season.
0: were very much weird.
1: We're going to talk about all of them, right? Yeah, because this this is the first yeah. one. Viv looked like she was ready to do a lip sync, and then she didn't know how to do it. And I think she <laughs> lost it the second she just admitted. Oh, no, I meant the other one. Michelle registered instant disapproval. That was not going to win. Uh, and Evie had it. No problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so round two is Jada versus Raja from the Platinum Box, which was Let's Hear It for the Boy by Denise right. Williams. What I'm did you think about this sync? Yes. Um,
1: so I went into it thinking Jada was going to run away with it. I really did. And I think I I forgot <laughs> that Raja is of an age where that was her jam. And um, I think it was fun to watch them. I will be real honest. This is strange to say because a whole episode was lip syncs. Probably lip syncs are my least favorite part of the show because of the way the cameras cut and I don't get to see everything that I want to see. And, and so... Um, it's hard to follow one performer because the camera leaves them when you, you know. But I think that they did a really fun job. It's a fun song. I'm 51 years old. And so it brought back a lot of happy, good memories for me from the 80s. And uh, it was fun to watch them. And I do think um, maybe there was some bias in the decisions, as we talked about. I think RuPaul had in mind that Raja should get something good out of this whole thing. And I think that edged her by
0: yeah i thought this was the first one of the night where i was like either one could win it yeah and i i wasn't mad about that you know and that that's a lot of the editing and what they show us but what we were shown i really felt like oh okay i could see either one of them winning and when raja was called the winner i was like yeah i'm okay with that yeah. so going into the final lip sync for the title of she had already done had herses. And the yeah. cash prize of fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars, if uh, if you will. Um, oh, and forgot to mention, as the queens were eliminated from the lip syncs, they receive their Krepter and have a <laughs> lovely moment and a lovely send-off from Rue and give a final uh essentially a thank you message to to Rue. And yeah. in the Untucked Lounge. Um, during the untouched for this episode they actually have more of these conversations as the lip sync smackdown is going on and it's a the girls are backstage
1: watching the two perform yeah
0: yeah and i think this was the first time i really felt like untouched was giving me more as like watching it as a companion piece like i really thought this gave me a, a different insight and a different view of how the the entire thing is shaking down and I like that a lot. Good, yeah. So we get to uh, Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves by The Eurythmics and Aretha Franklin, where Raja and E.B. Oddly battle for the crown, the title, and the briefcase full of money. What did you think of this lip sync?
1: I think it was Raja's to win. I really do. For the same reason as Here For The Boy came out in that time period, Here's another song that's Raja's been able to perform for 30 years, um, and I feel like this is just something she's good at. It's it was happy, but it didn't require acrobatics. Um, I think she did a really, really beautiful job of it. I think Evie, um, I love her to death, but I think this is where the fact that she's a new winner in an era of COVID and she hasn't gotten to perform much probably in the last few years, right? And she's talked openly this season about losing some of her skills, losing some of her abilities to bend and flex and pose. Things hurt more because of her situation, uh, her health situation. And so as much as I kind of have that, I want her to get something good out of this, I do really think Raja was the right call for this. And the way RuPaul phrased the ultimate winner of the other crown, based on your performance of this whole season and your showing tonight, if we apply that to Raja and Evie, I think Raja runway after runway after runway, acting performances all the ch- I think Raja was the right winner for she done, already done, had herses.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I think one of the things that and it's it's tough because uh to steal a, a Dragula line, art is subjective. And when it comes down to a lip sync, there is no way there is no right way or wrong way to call a winner. There have to be other things that go into it, and we'll talk about that more in the uh the the winner's bracket, the final four bracket. But when you have a song like Sisters Are Doing It for Themselves, it this almost felt like a somewhat like season four, Latrice versus Kenya Michaels, to You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin, where Latrice gave a very soulful and like literally a park and bark, but it was a soul filled performance. And Kenya's doing ballet and twirls and all of this stuff around her. And it didn't necessarily match. In a different song, in a newer, maybe more upbeat song, very kind of like punky poppy, uh, even rocky kind of song, Evie's tricks, twirls, dips, cartwheels would have fit better. The performance that Raja gave for this song fit that 80s style of performance in my opinion um i oh, will I say though that yet. when evie's wig fell off and they were like slow mo wig fall off wig cap and then she was like just kidding here's Thanks. another wig i was like okay that was pretty good but <laughs> did it all did it fit the song like it's it's weird there were a lot of what felt like misplaced um reveals <laughs> throughout this whole thing.
1: Here's the thing, and it almost reveals We've for reveal sake. Super impressive reveals, right? If you look at Lady Camden as her fall down, get up reveal, that's the new bar. Like you got to do something better. You can't take off one kitty cat wig and put on and like there's another one underneath it. That's not so shocking. I mean,
0: I I will say this. I thought it was pretty nifty. Only for the fact of like playing it off of like, oh my God, my wig fell off. And then having the wig underneath it. It it felt like an elevated version of Monet's from All Stars 4, which is still one of my favorite wig reveals of all time. Where she decimated Trinity in the lip sync to um, fighter. And she had the, the short blonde pussycat wig on. And then she was like, and she pulled it off and it was the same blonde pussycat wig underneath. <laughs> that was that was amazing and this felt like like that next iteration of it but it just okay. it felt out of place and and it may not be the popular opinion but i think that you and i both agree that raja was deserving of taking home the the and title of she, uh,
1: she was never my favorite favorite i wasn't thinking she was going to be in the top of anything i was happy to see her come back She said her goal was to get a new fan base of younger viewers, and I think she certainly has won over a whole lot of people with her amazing looks. Um, She's weird and kooky, and I like that about her. Um, Her graduation speech stands out as one of the great moments of the season, um, reminding us that we're all going to die, just like her deadpan attitude. So I think it was a deserved win based on the entirety of her performance.
0: Agreed. So now let's move into the queen of all queens bracket. All where right. we have Jinx, Shea, Monet, and Trinity the Tuck. The first queen on the wheel spin was Jinx. With Shea Coulee being the uh, second name pulled or chosen from the wheel. Right. And Jinx chooses the platinum box. And reveals Judas by Lady Gaga as their lip sync song. And when I talk about reveals that felt a little awkward and weird, Jinx and Shay come to mind in both of their reveals. What outfit I, was Shay yes.
1: wearing for this one? Was this, this one I don't was know. Chili did one. Chili did one, right? So it was that weird bodysuit with the, the checkerboard fuzzy dress cape.
0: Yes, and somebody wait—did I see it online? Somebody referenced this outfit as being, or Shea wearing Kennedy Davenport's um, crystallized dead hooker <laughs> outfit on the runway. <laughs> and it I was, like, was a yes. nod to
1: that. Okay, okay. No, I didn't understand. We talked about not not understanding Evie's Mondrian trench. This is an outfit I did not understand. This is for $200,000. And you know, it's one of these two songs, right? And this is the outfit you can, regardless of her outfit, I immediately was worried that Jinx um, was gonna lose this one. And Jinx was my favorite to win it. And I just didn't, I, I, I love Jinx's career. I love that she's ballady and body, and she's an amazing actual singer. I've seen her shows. I've seen her television productions. She's phenomenal, um, but I didn't think she could do Lady Gaga for some reason. I just thought this was going to be a Shay win, and so I was happily uh, pleased. Um, I and I and I think it's the I think it's the costume that killed it for Shay. That's what I tell myself.
0: Uh, you know what's funny is I think. Alaska had mentioned this on on one of the I I, re- I reference Ray Chaser a lot because it's one of the only other drag outlets that I I intake. But she talked about, or she or Willem talked about taking like human hair wigs and then essentially like cutting them up into like these weird, like very jaggedy edged like styles. Okay. And this is The last time I saw Shay in person, last time I saw and talked to Shay here in Chicago, uh, not like I say that like I I see Shay all the time, but um, last last year-ish, almost a year ago. Oh God, it was (gasps) maybe it was the same wig. It was right after they came back. (laughs) Oh, because I think it it was like it was right after my. It was the day I graduated from my training class uh, for my my current job. We went to Roscoe's. And we ended up running into... We saw Nina West and Willem uh, perform. And then we ended up running into Shay afterwards. And she had this very odd, like very weird... I was looking. I was like, what is this wig you're wearing? Because it looks just <laughs> ridiculous. I think it was the same wig. Uh, I need to find a picture. Because um, my, my former co-worker, Katie, and I took a picture with Shay that night. I need to find it. But the wig was so odd the outfit yeah. was whatever but it yeah like i i get it it didn't i didn't understand it um and she was doing the gaga choreo which has come yes. up in conversation before yes. like or through a couple of things and that's awesome i the edit definitely favored jinx we were supposed to think okay cool like she definitely did she killed this i think my favorite thing one i think jinx actually really did do this performance well but that cape having yes. that cape yes. the swirling around the movement that she gave it was so captivating that even though Shay was doing like lady gaga could have fucking popped up next to her and been doing the dance next to <laughs> yeah, her yeah they would have
1: been in sync for sure yeah and
0: i wouldn't but i wouldn't have rec- i wouldn't have noticed because the the motion that of the red cape, cape and-
1: flowing over there
0: it, it took it takes me back to season five with Coco in those big sleeves doing um Cold Hearted by Paula Abdul and like doing like the the swirling with it and it's mesmerizing. And it, I mean it probably could have gone either way, but I and I love Shay. She's super fucking talented, amazing queen. I was really happy to see Jinx move on. I mean I, I think excited. we all knew that Jinx yeah. was moving on no matter what, but I was very happy to see that happen.
1: I agree with you. I, I, I said that I thought Jinx would lose it when I saw what the song title was, but I didn't go back and say what you just said, which is that she actually did a really great job of it. She she emoted through the song. You talked about uh, the right response Raja gave to Let's Hear For The Boy. I think that Jinx, knew, she's a supreme consummate performer. So of course she knew yeah. the lyrics, she knew the story of the song, she knew the emotions of the song, um, and delivered it all and did a beautiful job. So yeah.
0: Absolutely. Moving on to the twinners. Right. Lip syncing again, a little AS4 rematch. Monet Exchange and Trinity The talk to So What by Pink. Right. What were your thoughts on this one?
1: Um. So in my mind, I've built Trinity up to be like a Vegas showgirl dancer. And then every time there's a dance challenge, I remember, oh no, she's not. But, but she just <laughs> She sparkles like she should be able to dance and do cartwheels and tricks and da 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 And um, so I first thought she's got this in the bag, right? It's high energy, it's boppy, she's gonna be spiraling all over the floor. Um, No, I don't think that she did the better job. Um, I think Monet owned that song in a way that I haven't seen it perform before. And I was really excited. Um, between the two of them, I did, I don't know either of them very very well. I think I like Monet's sense of humor on her YouTube stuff a lot more. But like you said, I don't I don't see Trinity anywhere. I don't know what she's doing outside of the Drag Race season. So I guess I wanted Monet to win, um, and I was happy that she would. It it set up though some you know, do you want Jinx to go against the best? Do you want Jinx to get an easy win? Where, where do you feel about that? Those those questions come in.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I I I won't discount Trinity as a performer, for the most part. I think that Trinity has a a a cadence and a rhythm and a bag of tricks that she will use. And we see it in every single lip sync she does. And while I don't think, okay, I'll be honest, I didn't like this lip sync from either of them. I think they both look like fish out of water. Like, this was not the the song that either of them practiced, thought it was going to be a choice for them. Um, Monet's like what she was trying to rock out during the so so what I'm so, like kind of headbanging her wig was not cooperating with her and a, i think it was not it, a pretty wig
1: can i say that it was not a pretty it, wig
0: it just it, it none of it felt clean and and like a strong performance but i think that as a lip sync performer monet demolishes trinity and i think that we also saw that be one of the deciding factors to there being a tie in all stars four when i don't think it's unfair to say that trinity was probably earmarked as the winner of season four of all
1: stars oh fair
0: and then monet decimated her in the final episode <laughs> and it and coupled with the backlash that they'd gotten after the first three seasons because uh Trixie is is very white presenting even though she is also um uh half indigenous uh which is also which that's a whole other conversation I'm not going to get into that here <laughs> but it was very much the uh white blonde drag queen yeah. gets into the hall of fame and trinity was another queen that fell into that for the most part and monet literally wiped the floor with her in that final episode yeah. her verse and performance in the music video was miles and a way better um her runway in my opinion was better than trinity's and then that lip sync to fighter trinity trinity did herself no favors in that lip sync at all she was <laughs> horrible, that lip sync. And you couldn't have anything but a, a tie at that point because how would you explain it otherwise? Unless you yeah, said... If you, were, if you were
1: committed to oh, Trinity giving a crown, right, if you really wanted to stick to that, then you had to at least give Monet equal footing. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting. We, and they, you they, know, they asked for this at the beginning of the season. They said they wanted to see each other who really was going to come out on top and break the tie, right? So they got exactly that moment in this lip sync.
0: And and it's it's storyline gold. That's production gold. Of course, they're sure. going to lip sync against each other. Of course, that's going to be be the culmination of that storyline. And it was great to see. And in my opinion, the better person won. And I was happy with that outcome. So then we get to the final lip sync. And it is... Jinx versus Monet to Swish Swish by Katy Perry. I mentioned this earlier. I read spoilers. I read the Reddit threads. I knew what the final lip sync was, and I was a little concernicus about how this was all going to go. And this has been a very contentious point since the finale aired on Friday. What is your take on this final lip sync?
1: Okay. From the start, I wondered what the hell they were both wearing. (laughs) <laughs> Monet's Monet's silver pantaloon doublets or whatever those were, she, I didn't understand why that outfit and Jinx's outfit when, she, when that front piece is belted back and you can see that it's a pantsuit and she's got a waist, it's really nice but otherwise it looks like she's wearing a tent so I thought these were weird choices for a lip sync, how are you going to perform in that, what are you going to do in that when the song title came up, I was like what is this even, who's Who's the natural for this? I couldn't place a bet on that. I would have just been blind on that. Um, I think I have to go back to that statement, made, which is not just based on this lip sync, but based on everything you've done over the last 12 weeks. Here is a winner. Um, I think it's exciting that these are both winners. Um, who? who came from relatively early i mean almost the first half um these are two people that have had time to go out and have careers both of them have many things in production uh both of them have toured extensively uh they've got shows um so i think you had two really really amazing performers up there at the very end which was nice to see and i think um if it was a call based on everything, 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 I'm happy with Jinx. I was rooting for Jinx. I wanted her to have that queen of all queens moment. She's definitely, you know, a global phenomenon. Um, And so that's where I thought. I thought it was possibly going to be controversial when I watched it Friday night, Um, but I thought it was the right choice. You, you say what? I agree.
0: I agree. You know, the editing was definitely, the editing was definitely something. It, it was, it did not show us a lot of kind of the gags and the goops and the, the, the jokes, you know, she apparently had all four or all three uh, of the other Queens names on lipsticks. Monet did. And uh, at the beginning, Tossed uh, Trinity and uh, <laughs> Shay's lipsticks off the stage, and then the one that she's holding that she takes out and, and it fixes her lipstick with says Jinx on it, so like okay. there was a little thing like that, and there were these other little like i mean they, they essentially cut out the Nicki Minaj rap, which you know would have highlighted Monet. Over over Jinx for sure.
1: I, I'm glad you mentioned that, because at the beginning of the show I turned to the person I was watching it with and I said, Who's gonna do the rap better? Obviously it's gonna be Monet. I don't I don't think I've ever seen Jinx do an actual rap. Um, and then I yeah. noticed that it was not part of the cut, not part of the edit. So yeah.
0: Yeah, it was it was just a tiny little bit of it. And I mean the story's gonna be the story. I I I mean I knew who the top two were going into the season. So uh, going back through all of the recaps where I kept on saying Monet and Jinx were my two, they really were my two. If I had to pick two people out of this cast, uh, it would be the two of them, and then maybe Shay as uh, as a close third. But those are those are my two girls. Those are the two queens that I built friendships with that I I really just like have bonded with and have a connection with, and and I I adore them as people and as queens so no matter who walked out of there with that crown um no matter what the adr afterwards was including the line about and your performance all season because we know that that was adr afterwards and included to also justify the win Uh, but the thing is it wasn't it didn't necessarily need to be justified jinx won five challenges jinx dominated the competition and aside from the two design challenges uh five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, the other four challenges most of, she could have been a top two person in those challenges. the girl group, like the two songs she could have been a top two contender in um the the school for girls she could have been a contender and honestly i i wouldn't have been I would have not been surprised if she was top two in that
1: one. They um, teed it up like she could have been right because like that whole concept of taking a small role and turning it into something—they teed it up yeah. like she was going to be there at the end. But
0: but very much like Bendel the crime on All Stars three, she dominated the season. The lip sync SmackDown for the Crown is a flawed system, and it, I, I don't think it was ever going to work well, and I don't think anybody was ever going to be happy. At the end of it, no one is ever happy, because every queen has their own fans, and in a lot of ways, it's very toxic in the, if your queen doesn't win, then it's all riggery, and they were robbed, and it was all this. You know what? At the end of the day, while I don't think that Jinx won that lip sync, I think Jinx is extremely deserving of the title of Queen of All Queens. If Agreed. they if it had gone the other way and they had said Monet Exchange, you're the winner, I'd have been like hell motherfucking the fucking yes. Monet did a great job this season. Had they said Trinity, you've won, <laughs> I still wouldn't like Trinity. But I would also say, you know what, Trinity did a fucking good job this season.
1: Very and it was deserved. Say.
0: I mean, like honestly, like when it comes down to it, I may not like it. You know, I may not like her. Any of the top four, any honestly, any of the queens. If anybody on this fucking cast <laughs> won it, I'd after watching this season, I'd be like, you know what, they did a great job. They all did a great fucking job, and to wrap it up, you know the whole thing. So, real quick, this is a fun little fun little thing to huh. go through. Money, the only right? queen who did not win anything. I
1: know. I know. was Evie.
0: And that was so sad.
1: I know. Um,
0: least amount of money won. Monet, Trinity, and Jada with 10k a piece. ten thousand dollars hairs. Um, next was Shay at twenty thousand dollars hairs. The Vivian finally winning some money on this uh composition show won twenty one thousand five hundred and then you had raja at 60k and jinx monsoon taking home a monster 232,500 dollar hairs for winning the show
1: and that 32,000 says a lot cuz she won it from winning earlier lip syncs in the show so there's even more evidence that she's amazing and that she does a fucking bang up job can i say that word on your show she does a bang up job sure. and deserves to win. Deserves to win. <laughs> we can say bang That's... up.
0: I, I I put a I put a uh, a notice on there.
1: Um, but it goes back to what I asked earlier: is does Shay feel maybe it was a mistake to have that switch him up three star win? Because if it had been her in that other four, maybe she'd walk away with fifty grand instead of ten.
0: I mean this is true don't know what you never kind of
1: know
0: question. the world may never know
1: but so yeah, to wrap up our setup.
0: yeah no I, I i hear you on that one to to wrap up our conversation what are your overall thoughts on all star seven as a as a season as an experience as a moment in time
1: loved it happy that it happened this way. Fans have been asking for years for something like this. Um, I remember when the season was announced and there was speculation of what will it be like? What will the rules be like? And finding out that these eight previous winners would not be eliminated each week was really fun to watch because, you know, I would hate to have seen someone like Jinx go home in week three because of a fashion design challenge when she clearly deserves to stay and has won the whole thing, right? So I think that it was a fun experiment. I like that RuPaul does try to switch up little things each season and, you know, just give us some twists and invent some new things for us to watch. Um, I would love to see a different assessment than a final lip sync, SmackDown, Lollapalooza, fist bump, whatever, because it's not what It's not all the drag queen does, right? They do so much more between the acting and the comedy. And I want to see that part of it. Maybe make, maybe make the talent show, you know, your finale and then, uh, show us what you think you do best. And then we judge you based on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And what do you want to
1: see different? I, I,
0: I definitely not the lip sync for the crown as the 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 way to cap it off and 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 quote unquote choose a winner because storyline's gonna storyline and production's gonna production and it's the my biggest fucking thing I want the fans to shut the fuck up for a little bit and not take it out on these queens. These queens don't have any fucking say in how the storyline goes. They are not the producers. They are not the people that are making these decisions so shut the fuck up about this was robbed or this is how it should have gone this is let these queens fucking enjoy their time on television let them either bask in their their highs lick their wounds for the the things that they are upset about which we don't see everything you know and and again production is going to production so they 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 have valid concerns and reasons to be upset about some of the way things the way some of the things are are shown on television and um and that's fine but when the fan base starts getting all fucking riled up about all of these things and i'm i'm scrolling through the like the comments on the the fandom wiki page and it's like this is how i would have judged it this is how i would have went that's that, fuck your like have your little fantasy <laughs> on, like i wish this would have happened but maybe yeah. also leave these queens out of it or like don't fucking tag them right. on social media don't be assholes although i forget oh my god somebody posted something and like tagged shay and monet and like and and try to like talk some shit and they fucking turn around and drags him on on twitter succinctly not like a long thing it literally was like just sharp precision read and i was like first of all you fucking deserve it second of all <laughs> your names out your fucking mouth like right i i don't and,
1: I and mean, this I hope, is the thing. I hope, and this is i hope for the queens, oh. they take rude advice and they just don't read the comments right i hope they get that training after they leave the studio just don't read the comments it hurts when yeah, they and he, become news, but you
0: know, and, and, and they're not, I mean, I mean, for the most part, most of them are still on there and active on social media and seeing these things. Yeah. My, I, I, I'm, I'm hmm. it's so tough. Cause I mean, like, honestly, I've sat here now 11 weeks and and talked about my opinion and, and all and and how I felt about things. And I, I still sit here and I say that I, I may not like a certain queen. But I I don't disparage them as people. I don't disparage their talent. And when you look at something like I'm because it's come up so much during the season, Survivor is a very apt similar kind of way to, to look at this there's so much more that we don't see that these queens are exposed to live through see experience when there are decisions that are made like for me the roast i felt like it was production from what i saw from what we were shown it was production that pushed trinity as that top two one to have her in a spot to be tied with jada knowing that like hey this is what we're pushing for and it'll it'll be a tie it'll be broken by monet because it's kind of mapped out if it works right but also we only see what we're shown on a show like survivor the 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 people that are voted out end up casting the vote for the winner and the television show will most of the times try to show us a narrative that follows what the final vote is right but we don't always see so you're that. not surprised. and there you're are times surprised. exactly but there are times where they're like shocking wins or, or, or an upset win because the the story isn't as readily available for them to show us because maybe somebody plays downplays their their time in the game but they but build those relationships sometimes,
1: sometimes that's good TV. To have a shocking, yeah. controversial twist, people going to talk about it, right?
0: Well, exactly. I mean, like you know, one of the oh, I think it was like season eleven, ten or eleven. Um, the winner, she did not want to give up any of her gameplay secrets or or what she was thinking, her strategy to production because production would then like say things that would clue other people into what they're doing. Yeah so there wasn't a lot of footage that they would use so at the end of it when she was the winner people were like well wait a minute why but the people that were there playing the game with them that were were in this environment with them uh, know what the yeah. the bigger picture looks like we only see a limited scope of it How, um, they're
1: in the they're in filming a week's episode for like three or four days right for it's usually
0: two it's usually two, episode, days. Uh, two days per episode.
1: Okay. But they're long days, right? Usually. These, these yeah. are 12, 14, 16-hour days. And they edit that all down to 48 minutes, right? So we're clearly missing a lot of interaction. Oh, yeah. we're miss- that, that talent show or the, uh, the roast or the graduation speeches, those are not 30-second speeches each, right? They're long. And they get highlights mm-hmm. from them, so yeah people got to remember that that you're you're looking at a tiny slice of days of interaction these people have preparing for something, and even the shows themselves, the performances they do are longer than what we see. We're not seeing the entirety of the roast or the entirety of the speech
0: yeah no you're yeah, it's absolutely right, and i i the sooner. If there's ever a point where these um, parasocial relationships cease to be a thing where random people on the internet, one, think that they are besties with these celebrities, um, and two, where they can just run off at the mouth and tag and say whatever they want, like, if there's ever a point where that's not a thing anymore, I think it'll be for the better. In life and in general, because this is the well, that's the worst think. part of the drag race experience is seeing these people just talking this shit and and feeling like they have the the right to do it.
1: Right. Uh, my advice is, if you think you're defending one of these queens, wait till they ask you to do it. If they, which if will, they never you, they it are, will never they happen, because they they are grown ass people. <laughs> But if you really think somebody needs defending, you just wait until they ask you, and then go ahead. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, and then my last my last point on this season, and I mentioned it earlier, and I wanted to circle back to it before I forgot. I don't want to see an all winter season for a while. I, I this does not need to be okay. something that is is brought back. It definitely won't be All Stars eight. That's definitely not, no. not going to be a thing. There's already rumored cast and a lot of early outs and potentially being a part of it. And if that's the case, the the rumored cast that I saw, and you can Google it if you want to try to find <laughs> it. Um, there were some people on there that I would love to see. Some people that I, I've grown fond of and I have enjoyed um working with and becoming friends with and and I would love to see them back on the show and get their their due and show the glow up and, and the person that they've become since their season. But while I I still don't feel like all stars should be an every year thing because no. I would like to see some of these queens have more time to get out in the world and and get better and and elevate their craft even more. I definitely don't think that all winners needs to be something that we, re- we revisit for at least another four years or so where we can open up the, the pool and have a little bit more uh, of, of a, a, a cast to pull from and to then not be able to automatically compare it to a right. year or two years prior and, to, and then have to in our minds, compare the two. I want this to live in my mind as this was a great season, a great cast, a, a, a beautiful moment in Drag Race time. And if and when that All-Stars, All-Winners second edition happens, it's going to be its own
1: thing. You, you say know, four years? I, I, I say give it 10. Because none of these eight queens should repeat their attempt, uh, which only leads seven other queens from seasons and some of them have no interest in coming back and doing this again. Oh,
0: and some of them we don't <laughs> want to come back.
1: Some of them maybe we don't. Um so yeah, I'd give it a decade. Give it a good decade. <laughs> ten more runs of RuPaul, get some ten winners up there and then pick the best eight out of what's left.
0: Yeah, and I mean honestly, like I don't I don't mind I don't even want to say that like I don't know <laughs> I like my all-stars to be by like the cast like the, the franchise that it's a part of so like there's talk about like Jimbo being a part of all-stars eight with these other queens and I'm like you were I, I, I've soured on Jimbo I, I, I was okay with Jimbo in Canada season one UK versus the world I really did not like Jimbo like really soured on Jimbo So of to, to think that he might be back on for another all-star season so quickly after uk versus the world i'm just kind of like mm. uh, I, I don't necessarily need queens from other franchises coming in and mixing in with uh the u.s franchise when you still have queens like Adita ritz or darian lake or an april carrion who i would love to see back in an all-stars let the other franchises franchise. Let them be their thing. Let them do their thing.
1: I mean, they're clearly successful in Canada. Let Canada do its own All-Stars. Let the UK exactly. do its own All-Stars.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're almost at that point where the at the US, we were at that first All-Stars for, for US after Season 4. Probably a hot take. Probably a controversial opinion. <laughs> Definitely the Jimbo one. Feel free to <laughs> at me. That's fine. But I... I yeah, i I want to wait for more all winners. But this season, I loved. Okay. Um, my dear Matthew, if you you've mentioned it, you are a photographer, you do amazing photography. If you would like to uh, share with our listening audience, where can they follow you and see your your artwork on the interwebs?
1: They could find me at Distilled Images all one word, no spaces, on Twitter um, or on the Instagram. Uh, I think Instagram's fixing itself now. We're not gonna be all reels and videos all the time. Um, So at distilled images is where I am. If you wanna tell me what I was wrong about on this topic of uh, Drag Race, yeah, maybe I'll read it. Uh, If you wanna (laughs) see my photos,
0: Help you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the Instagram. Uh, love the images. Uh, maybe don't add him on Twitter because he probably yeah. won't read it. Uh, you know. <laughs> He's taking Michelle, uh, Michelle and Rue's uh, advice yeah. and not reading the comments. You can add me. I'm fine with that. I, I, I put myself <laughs> into this position. Uh, but yeah. that is distilled images on Twitter and Instagram. Go check out his work. Give him a follow. And uh, that does it. For wow, a season of Drag Race All-Stars All-Winners, 11 episodes of this recap, 12 episodes of the show, I, I'm i going to have so many great memories that will come out of this Uh i I'm just so thankful for it. I' am thankful to every single person who joined me on the root caps. I loved bringing new voices into the conversation and getting to share all of these great moments with um orlando folks my uh podcast peeps, my new chicago friends so this has just been a joy and a pleasure. Thank you to everybody listening for being a part of this journey. Um no more weekly episodes. We're back to just doing our uh every other week microsodes and uh pop culture roundups. But if you uh if you'd like to go check out our website, flameonshow.com, and you can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flame on show and uh join at any one of the four levels that we have there and help uh continue supporting our little podcast here. Matthew, once again, thank you so much for joining me on this episode.
1: Thank you and, for having uh, me.
0: Absolutely. And, dear listeners, just one last thing to say to you. Bobby